Two Dads, One Dut, Girthy Football, Season 2, Week 10? 12. 12, Week 11 Recap, Week 12 yeah. going into uh, Episode 79. That's called A Five Winning Streak. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. And I'm on board for so it. Let's see some hustle. Let's jack it up a little. He might be Dan Campbell reincarnated. Oh, yeah. Like, that's insane. Well, Dan or, Campbell would be is, him. Him reincarnated. Go, yeah. Yes, like... Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, that's from Major League, and it's uh, them describing how a winning streak works because the uh, aforementioned Detroit Lions that are Skur's uh, home team, favorite team, they're on a little bit of a winning, winning streak. streak. But this week, for episode 79, we're going to do a thing that I like to call quickies. And then we're going to move into... <laughs> I don't hate it! <laughs> move into a little thing uh, that's titled Chiefs and Indians. I don't know if you will say that. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, I'm fine. Uh, Mark Summers, what would you do? Justin Fields edition. <laughs> and then, man, you guys are great. Man, I'm serious. You guys are awesome. You guys are great, man. Because Dan Campbell says man more than any person I have ever seen in my life. I was like, I don't know what that's from, but it, okay. Watch any interview or like post-game thing that he does. He says man to start a sentence and ends it with man. He says Love men. It. He refers no. to him as men. No, man. Trust me. Watch it. It's it's weird. I mean, okay. I love him nonetheless. But then, yeah, it's we'll like do your favorite team or something. You don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get it. But uh, do the Rose and the Raft game, and then we will finish round out with our top three, bottom threes. They will probably be updated this week, I would assume. Yeah, you fucking wish. And then the picks of the week, which the pod went two and one, and we'll get into why the uh, one was a loss. But for quickies, let's get started. So Taylor Heineke is the Shane Falco replacements to a T. 100%. Carson Wentz is the higher paid guy who actually kind of sucks, and the team sucks when he plays. So that's the big thing. So even though the one guy on the uh, replacements movie, like he was just an asshole and everybody hated him. he I mean, he's the MVP of the league. Yeah, but in this it's case, <laughs> it's, it's like it's pretty I, good. Carson Wentz just isn't. So they're two and four, but when Heineke plays, they're four and one. And I'm like, to me, it's just one of those weird things like, just keep the hot hand going. Like Heineke clearly, like people rally behind him on the commanders. I don't know why the Washington football team, whatever you call them, like just keep it going. Because they keep it simple, stupid. They dumb it down. I saw a stat today. Either With way. Carson Wentz, they have 18 drop passes. With Taylor Heineke, zero. Hmm. But again, it's one of those where sick next-gen stats. Thanks for bringing them up. But like, that's nobody's fault other than just the universes. No, that's the wide receivers' that's the wide fault. Receivers fault. They're dropped passes. And what I'm saying is, it's not. It's the universe that's like, sorry that you drop them when Carson's behind center, but just because Taylor's back there, it's not his fault. No, be a professional. Sorry, right. catch him when I'm throwing you the yeah. ball. Maybe he doesn't throw a better. He's good of a ball. Maybe there's better, better chemistry there. I don't know. I'm just saying, start the guy that's four and one. Pretty easy. Oh, so, I agree with that, but I yeah. think there's also stats where it's like my man's getting a raw deal. Sure. Uh, I mean, that's the same thing with Cooper Rush. You didn't keep Cooper Rush in. You immediately went to Dak. Yeah. 
And I think they... Yeah. Well, because, again... Start the guys four and one. No, Carson Wentz was brought in, which, again, it's almost like the Matt Flynn thing where they're like, we're just going to pay you because on paper you're supposed to be good, whatever. Dak's been there. Dallas is just going to keep sucking his dick. We all know that. So it's it's a different scenario. But... Till later in this pod. Quickies. Things that look cool and things that don't look cool. Things that look cool. Since he's all white uniforms, those are cool. Why did they never done those before? They're white helmets. They're like... They're so cool. <laughs> you don't think they're cool? I love them, honestly. <laughs> so you get it. <laughs> no, they do it. They do it. They do it every year. They do not. Since he just started doing white helmets this year. Yeah, it was like the colorway. Yeah, like each like team the color, got to do a colorway. Yeah, the color like, wash or yeah, whatever, whatever they call it. Yeah. Oh, well, More, they've done the all white uniforms, and maybe the helmet was different. The helmet was still orange, but what I'm saying yeah, is yeah, like, okay, so the orange. all white. More teams are starting to like buy into this like Oregon mindset of like we're just going to come up with crazy color combos, yeah. and I'm like, yes, please, sick. yeah. More of that. Well, uh, it was similar to uh, Carolina from last week. The yeah. Lions sometimes go all black. Yeah. And it is fire. Awesome. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah. Uh, other thing that looks you cool. Like the all white one's better? Oh, yeah. All oh, white yeah. all day. All white. Uh, <laughs> no. Next thing that looks cool. Jacked defensive linemen. Usually it's like the edge rushers when they have finger tape. Those guys just look fucking... They're animals. Like, yeah. They look like they could kill a human being. Maybe two. Like they're yeah. just... They're ready to party. And it just... I don't know why, but it just looks awesome. Have you seen Invincible? Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, where he yeah. gives him school in where he tells him like if his knuckles are like beaten down, it means he's got oh, a pass block, he's not yeah. gonna come off. Yeah. yeah Either he's way. Got white knuckles, he's charging you. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. He's it's in just, there. When they're all fingers are taped, love it. Uh, I don't understand like literally like if you tape your fingers that much and how they still just like grab the jersey and that's all they hang on to and then pull them back. Yeah. But I'm like, buddy, your fingers are taped. You can't move those things. No. Like, you try and put tape on these things. You're just like, uh, 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 uh. yeah. That's why you tape it so it doesn't bend backwards. Right. It's look cool. Protection. <laughs> protection. But uh, here are things that don't look cool. Uh, from my assessment this past Sunday when I was coming up with this, it's basically any white guy that wears the jersey number between 40 and 50. They just don't look cool. So, linebackers? No. Between 40 and 50 on average, it's like, and they're white. They're linebackers. <laughs> Special teams guys. Just guys that look like you might have just grabbed them off the street and been like, dude, we just need a body in here. Could you just go in and play? Like, Yeah, but they're usually linebackers. Sure. But it's just, it's, <laughs> yeah. Between 40 and 50, I think there's some some science there. Like next gen stat, it, look it up, but it's it's tough. What about fullbacks? Fullbacks look cool? Uh, Mike Allstott. He was 40. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Okay. Exception every rule. Uh, Quickie. Apparently, if you're a fat defensive lineman, an interception is just another day at the office, and you get roasted for running down the field to take a picture with your team in the end zone. But if you're TJ Watt, and he fucking does it, it's the greatest play of all time. It was the most bizarre thing I think I saw happen all Sunday, all things considered. Some, again, no-named guy on Carolina picks off Lamar like at the line. like He's you know trying to fight through, get the sack, jumps up, intercepts it. Runs down to the end zone. The entire commentary is just, uh-oh, big guy's got one. Big guy turnover. We're going to get a big guy celebration. Oh, he's going to be tired when he gets down to that end zone. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're excited for him. No, yeah. but it's like you're roasting him. I don't think they are. It's a it's a backhanded compliment all day. TJ Watt does it, and albeit he... I mean, TJ Watt's not a big guy. Well, no, but he... I mean, to me, he's a big guy. He did... But to a 360-pound defensive tackle that get an interception. No. But he did the same thing. And these right. guys, I kid you not, whoever was commentating the Cincy-Pittsburgh uh, game, oh, my God, T.J. Watt, did you see that play? This guy, he's back. It's, it's incredible. That might have been the greatest defensive lineman play I've ever seen. 
in was NFL it? history. No. It was the exact same one that Fatty just made on the one o'clock games. I was, was like, he calls different announcers. <laughs> Why is he called my mama whore? Different announcers. Is different she? opinions. I just, I think it's fucking stupid. It's stupid and fuck. Like, the narratives are just dumb. I don't get them. I hate narratives. I agree. So, yeah. That's quickies. Uh, quickies. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs and Indians. Ugh, so here's about that. Here's the analogy. So, the Chiefs have swayed my vote for the Super Bowl. Uh, they might be the only chief in a league full of Indians this year. So there are other teams, albeit that are good or above average, you know, setting their, their mark on things. They're Indians at the end of the day. The chiefs are the only one that are a true chief. The whole saying of too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yeah. I think the entire league is Indians and the chiefs are just going to have almost like a, like when Katie went to the warriors and you just knew they were going to the finals. Yeah. And it was like barring injury, which did end up happening. Kadarius Tony? No, not even that. Like it's just Kadarius Tony is Kevin Durant in this analogy, correct? No. But they <laughs> they are just they're gonna win. It's yes! it's insane. I, I don't understand it. But I said it's uh still fascinating that the only one who even talks about the Chiefs ever is Nick Wright. And he annoys the living piss out of me. Huge Chiefs fan and overly sucks their dick, but he does kind of have a solid argument to suck it. So here are the, the facts. Okay. So Mahomes led another comeback game-winning drive with 146 left against the L.A. Chargers last night. Yeah. Do you want to guess how many game-winning drives he now has for his career? A lot. I'm going to go no, 17. They're, they're not losing. Until, I'm going to say 9. 12. So right in, in the middle. Um, and it was one of those where they're he has a lot. 11 of them being fourth-quarter comebacks. So, again, game-winning drives, whether the game's tied or they had the lead in the fourth, lost it. That's how they dictate that. Um, which is kind of impressive, but do you want to play now the game of guessing who has the most ever game-winning drives in fourth-quarter comebacks? Tony Romo. <laughs> Matt Stafford. You guys fucking suck. So game-winning drives is led by Tom Brady with 55. Peyton Manning has 54. Drew Brees and Big Ben are tied at 53. All right. Fourth-quarter comebacks. Okay, that's what I was going off of. Who, who do you want to guess? Well, I'm going to guess Pat Mahomes. Tom Brady. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are tied with 43. Well, they have game-winning drives. Yeah, it probably happens because they're down in the fourth quarter. Big Ben has 41, and Matty Ice has 38. So, again, he's doing great things. He's still young from a perspective of, like, their age. But it's kind of crazy when you think that 11 and 12 are where he sits, and Brady sits at 43 and 55. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot, which I get. Your, your argument you could make on the other side is the Chiefs just don't lose for the for the most part. Yeah. yeah, they're really good. And I think, honestly, the thing that annoys me about Nick Wright is that it's His not hair. that... Well, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, He's got a man bun going. I, love I, it. I do like him overall, and I and I like the fact, you know, he... Keeps re- it real. To a degree. But he just makes a point now to just shit on the bills. And it's like... I have to. Yeah. But it's like, I get it. You have people that are talking about your boy, like, oh, Josh Allen's the next thing. And you're like, no, this Mahomes guy is the best. But it's like he was shitting on the Bills for their start, and then they ran off like 25 straight points, and he didn't say another word. Right. And it's like the Bills are still most likely going to go to Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, yeah. and I'm hoping that. I hope it's going to be great. Yeah, get a part three, part four, whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. But it's just like, man, I, we everybody gets it. Like, Bat Mahomes is really good, but, like, yeah. you just shit on the Bills every chance you oh, get. Yeah. You have I, to knock them down. 
Make people realize, yeah. hey, man. Well, and because I think it my is my guy's pretty good, right? Everybody's balls deep in these next gen stats, and it's kind of crazy when you peel back the layers. And Josh Allen has kind of shown like he's not exactly the greatest like to depend on. Where Patrick Mahomes keeps I thought he was a dog. It, he still <laughs> is a dog, but then you show these stats, and it's like this is where Patrick Mahomes beats you. Yeah. yeah, and it's every time unquestionable almost. But so to keep with the the Chiefs narrative here, I have something I think is going to be kind of fun. Will Travis Kelsey go down as the best tight end ever? Yes. I love your quick argument or your quick response. I don't know. I want to because I love the guy. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, I mean, he's in a system that's super tight end friendly. Uh-huh. He has a generational talent in obviously Patrick Mahomes. Yep. But I feel like. He's already had a few concussions in his lot in his career. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to see him get any more. Yeah, right. Um, he's sneaky old. He's thirty three or thirty four. Correct. And I mean, again, at the end of the day, they don't always go off of this, but he has one Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Like as good as good as the Chiefs are, we've talked about it many times on this pod. Yeah. It's hard to win the championship. Yeah. So this is based. This question's based purely off of just stats for his category for tight end, just as to. Right. Clarify. And I, and I figure that's where you're going. And I, and I think at the end of the day, from a statistical standpoint, yes, he's probably going to lead all tight ends. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, oh, my God, why am I blanking on his name? The guy he does. Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have a Super Bowl and owns quite a few tight end records. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it's going to be well, between him and Gronk. Well, so I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up another, you know, an OG tight end, if you will. But one more question before we get into that. This might be one of the more interesting debates that I feel like people aren't having, maybe. Who needs who more? Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes? I mean, the most logical answer is Travis Kelsey needs Patrick Mahomes for because he can't throw him the ball. It's a square pick, right? Yeah. It's not. Well, because, again, we were talking about that. I was listening. Because Chad Henney came in and threw it to Travis Kelsey. You'll find out. And they won. (laughs) Yeah. But – I get it that, you know, they're going to make the argument. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Pat Mahomes and Nick yeah. Wright and all these guys because I, I love the Chiefs. Boogers I've, happen, I, I've loved them for a long time. But, you know, they're talking about how there's no Tyree Kill. Yeah. And he's still doing all this. His roster's still pretty good. Yeah. He's still throwing to a above average offense of weapon. Yeah. And he has the best tight end in the league. I wouldn't. If, if you, I wouldn't say his offense is above average. I think Juju Smith was on a trajectory to be that guy, and then as soon as Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, it kind of opened up like people's eyes to be like, "Well, you're a bona fide number two. Like you're a guy." Well, that's his quarterback gonna, also well, went to it was, shit. It was also yeah that too. But I'm saying like falling apart. People expected Juju to come to KC and be the guy. Well, it took him a while, and now he's starting to be the guy. Yeah, like his last three games, he's over a hundred yards and a touchdown. If he, I think that's the guy now. But he's getting hurt though, which sucks. Which is well, that I mean, doesn't make him not the guy. Yeah, that's not making him not the guy. But I'm yeah. saying like you go to a new system, and I'm sure like when he first got there, Andy Reid was like, "Let's keep it simple," and then it progressively just got built, 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 and he's like still catching up to the system. It was yeah. like Odell going to the Rams. Yeah, when he first got there, everybody was like, "Oh, he's not doing shit." By the Super but Bowl, then when it came pop to, off. Yeah. yeah. But then when it got later into the season and you learn the system, you get that familiarity with the quarterback. We'll see. Gentlemen, it just builds up. I'm just saying, like, Mahomes came into the league. He had arguably, if not the best wide receiver in the league. I mean, look what yeah. he's doing in Miami now. Right. Like, he's a game changer. 
and he has a top three, if not the best tight end in the league. Yes. So he's been spoiled in that route, which again, to his credit, he's still making crazy plays. But even last night's game, you look at what Herbert had. I mean, Mike Williams, who apparently is made out of glass, right? Just you know, gets hurt making Sold a me. crazy catch. I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Like you look who he lines up with week in and week out, and you're like. How are you th- making plays with these people? Yeah. He's getting beat the hell up, and he just stays. Right. And he just goes. And But I, I think if you took Travis Kelsey off of that roster, they don't win that game last night. Correct. He and was 21 points of that game. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be a throwing him the ball to get those, but he also has to be who he is in order to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Derwin James is a man. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey made him look like... But Travis a, Kelsey, like, sees the game like a quarterback. Correct. Yes. Like, he reads the defense, and he tells the yeah. wide receivers what to do. It's a perfect marriage. Everything. He knows where to sit, and that's what yeah. I was going to say, is I think it's one of those where you can argue that um, Mahomes needs Kelsey slightly more, but I do think it's just... If those two were completely honest with each other and you like sat them down, they would be like, "Well, I don't want to go anywhere else." Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't even care if the grass is greener. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, why would why would I leave? They well, are yeah. the greener grass. Yeah. Every time. So, I said the crazy stat here is that he was arguably already putting up the guy numbers um, two to four years before Mahomes even got there. So in this stretch, baby Grunt. That's what they called him. Really? Yep. So 2014 to 2017. Had a reality show. He had over 800 yards uh, to start with five tutties. Another 800 yards, five tutties. 2016, 2017 is when he broke over that 1,000-yard mark. Four touchdowns and eight touchdowns. Um, he is right now nine years in, uh, six seasons on pace for a seventh to have over 1,000-plus receiving yards as a tight end. I chose arguably five of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. And compared their stats. So I have Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Gronk, Shannon Sharp, and Jason Witten. Yeah. Do you want to guess how many seasons of over a thousand yards they have? Combined? Just each one, however you want to do it. I would say combined, maybe four. I would say three. I think Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten maybe have one apiece, two. So you guys are being modest. So it's of Tony Gonzalez has four over okay. his seventeen years. Antonio Gates has two over his 16 years. Gronk has four over his 11. Shannon Sharp has three over his 14. And Jason Witten has four over 17. Good for them. Kelsey's already surpassed 17, them. man. These guys played yeah. forever. Well, and that's what I think is crazy, and people aren't really diving deep to understand, is Kelsey's rewriting the entire narrative on a tight end. Yeah. If it's not 1,000 yards, it's a bad season. When back in the day, it was like seven to six. Right. To it was seven, an achievement yeah. to get yeah. there. Yeah, and... Tony Gonzalez, who, again, is just anointed, and he is, respectfully, with his stats and everything, he averaged, I think, seven to nine yeah. for most the most of his time. And it's just like, Kelsey does that in his sleep. Yeah. Is he the touchdown leader? Uh, or is G- Gates the touchdown leader? I don't know. I didn't, tight ends. I didn't look that up. All right. But might be Gronk, in all honesty. It's like fucking 90 or something crazy. It's weird. Yeah, well, no, I, I think it's a big... I mean, it's a chicken and the egg argument, yeah. but I mean, at he's the end, fighting to be the best receiver with receivers. Yeah. And he's a tight end. Yeah. The whole position's changed. Yes. But maybe it's one of those like the fun argument of is the position changing or are you just seeing again, truly the best Antonio player Gates has the most touchdowns for a tight end. Does he? 116. 100, okay. Yeah. He's just the best player to ever play the tight end position. 
Yeah. I mean, I yeah, don't wish anything. Yeah. And I don't wish anything upon it because it changes their team. It changes the NFL. I wouldn't want it. But like if something happened to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to suffer. Yeah. 100%. He's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. That's he, it. And that's not a knock on him. You're throwing yeah. two. We just talked about potentially going to be the best, best player ever at that position. Yeah. If I he should be good. I should have crunched the stats because I believe he's on pace because we already talked about how Mahomes is on pace to basically have close to his 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown uh, season. Travis Kelsey right now is going to account for almost, I think it's like 30% of that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. In two games this season, he's had seven touchdowns. Yeah. He went four and three. That's pretty freaking good. Yeah, he's not bad. Uh, but you can't score fucking 17 touchdowns in a season. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, man. He's not score. I said it last night. I was like, this so guy. Good. And then he does seven in two games. But, okay, that's the the Chiefs and Indians. So, again, I think it's just crazy. Everybody's searching for a narrative in these next-gen stats and, like, what can be the most polarizing. It's right in front of you. Patrick Mahomes is just fucking good. Yeah. To go back to last week, it's, it's LeBron James. You don't want to talk about him because he's been so good for so long. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, but it's, it's true. It's like... <laughs> How many times do you fire up any sports news and the Chiefs are like front and center of it? Like I know now that Mahomes is the um, MVP front runner on like all sports betting sites. Yeah. Nobody talks about it. It's always like, I don't know, Justin Jefferson, sneaky value, Tyreek Hill. It's like Patrick Mahomes is running away with this award. I just can't just fucking, you know, not going to give you the circle. Yeah. People need stuff to talk about. And yeah. one could argue, too, why are you it's not podcast. talking about his right hand, sometimes Travis Kelsey? Talking, sometimes you're talking about value, baby. Yeah, <laughs> talk about value. We got value on the table later. Uh, okay. So next. Minnesota. And I put... Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. I'm fine. So it's Ross from Friends where he's like, hey, I'm fine. Uh, this might hold the record for the fastest game to know the outcome. It's like we talked about. First play uh, of the very first series... Or I shouldn't say first uh, first pass play of the very first series was a sack strip fumble recovered by Dallas, and I said, but when a team is up or a team is eight and one overall, coming off a crazy win over Buffalo in Buffalo, mind you, who everybody has anointed them as Super Bowl favorite contenders, great team chemistry and Justin Jefferson eighty eight yards off breaking the record for most yards in three seasons. How do you not look at that and take them getting points at home? Because of what you literally just said, I said it last week. Cowboys coming off a bad beat to the Packers. Yeah. And Minnesota coming off a huge high of beating the Bills the way they did. Yeah. They're coming down. Cowboys are going up. Like, that's just the trajectory. That's the, that's the headline. That's the story. That was the circle square pick. Everybody saw it. I just I think it's one of those where, again, any other situation or scenario, it's like, you're just this team that struck lightning in a bottle, and you're just going to keep riding the high. Also, Michael Parsons, dog. Yeah, he should win Defensive Player of the Year. It should already be like wrapped up. Um, but I put also Kirk Cousins not one p.m. game, dude. I I was I said the same thing. I was like, he's a one p.m. game guy. Yeah. Uh, watching it on NFL Red Zone almost felt like something was wrong uh, because you would just assume it was recapping the highlights of the game. Every time they cut to it, it was Dallas scoring on the way to score. Or a disruptive play from the defense that got the ball back for him. It was absolutely insane. And then you're like, how come you're not showing any Vikings plays? Literally, every you look at the score and you're like, ah. Scott Hansen would cut to it and he goes, "All right, we got Minnesota here. Maybe they're starting to make something happen." Nope, sack. All right, <laughs> we'll go back to uh, Denver, Ella, or Las Vegas Raiders. Like, let's see what's going on there. Um, I said it's tough to win a game 
when these are the final stats for each team. So the total yards for the Dallas Cowboys was 458 to Minnesota's 183. Love it. Fumbles lost. Uh, Minnesota had one fumble. Dallas had zero, so no turnovers. You want to guess how many sacks Dallas had? Nine. Five. Seven. Right in the middle again. Good job. Uh, Minnesota had zero. Well, sacks don't matter. Technically. (laughs) Third down efficiency. This one's kind of crazy if you want to. Inside the pod joke. Next (laughs) next gen stat this. Do you want to guess what the third down efficiency was for Dallas? Probably like seven for ten. 70%. 70%. It was. Nice. Yeah. What do you want to guess? You just said, oh, I was like, what? <laughs> What's no. the X 70% number yeah. I can come up with? No, guess uh, guess what Dallas or Minnesota's was? 12%. Nine. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Bad beat. Um, <laughs> I said all of that led to the uh, great stat that all news outlets are pushing today, Monday, as we're recording. Although the Vikings are 8 and 2, they've been outscored 231 to 229. First team ever to have negative scoring differential being 8 and 2. Yeah, cuz when they get beat, they get fucking beat. Uh I said it's crazy when 7 of their first 9 games were decided by one score. I understand trying to grab the best crazy new stat line scenario, but every novice should be able to understand and debunk this pretty quick. Yeah. When you're that close to a margin differential and then lose by 37, shocker. You tag one in the loss column, and then you take a huge hit in the fucking yeah. points against column. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, and, and then they got fucking creamed by Philly. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm well, just, not that's to, where it comes. Not to bury the lead. Yeah. But that answers your question about how they were a one point dog at home. Because mm-hmm. if you look at what they've done throughout the year, I mean, they were down ten points to Detroit at home. Yeah. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. And came back to win by four. Like you said. They, they beat the Saints by three. They beat the Bears by a touchdown. They were at Miami, which was a good win. They won by eight. And the Cardinals, they beat the, the Commanders by three. There's a reason why the media, everybody that talked about football were like, the Vikings, sure, yeah, they're six and one. I mean, how many, did they crack our top three in our power rankings? Last week they did. Sniffed yeah. it. <laughs> Not mine. Yeah. I was thinking I was ahead of the game. But... <laughs> I mean, for that week, dude. For that week. It's week by week. Yeah, it's week right? by week. And, and I mean, again, I'm not like stepping on anything here, but like later on, they're they're home to the Patriots, they're home to the Jets, at Detroit, home to the or home to the Colts, home to the Giants, at the Packers, at the Bears. Like they could lose five out of their next seven games. Yeah. Oh, there's a few I looked up where they're the back half of their schedule is tough. And it's like, oh, this team, it's like, no, like People were saying we don't believe in you for a reason. Yeah. Like every now and then, yes, you shock it, and people are like, yeah. oh, we never saw this team coming, but come on. I but think the Green it, Bay Packers are still dog shit, so it's like you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to win that division. Yeah, you're going to win it on a losing they? streak probably. Are they? Well, and that's oh what I'm saying. <laughs> it's one of those where we talked about it before where it's the lightning in the bottle and everything goes your way for a season. Like it's not just one game yes. or a few games. Like and Minnesota. you lose in the divisional round. Well, yeah, exactly. But for right now, it's like – was this a bad beat? Like, did just basically nothing go right from start to finish? Sure. But I think everybody knew Minnesota kind of was like that sneaky team that just hangs around for whatever yeah. reason. And they, Well, they have players for sure. But when they're down and down bad, like this is the only time other than Philly where they were just outright fucking smoked. They have a negative point differential. I know. It's wild. And they're 8-2. And, <laughs> and they're 8-2. But, but here's the final thing. It did change my perspective. Major Indian vibes now. <laughs> Sneaking up to be a chief. No. 
They're no, in, no, no. They're in India. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one's for you. Nice. This is the Mark Summers, What Would You Do, Justin Fields edition. Okay. So, for those of you watching, prayers are up. People feared that he could have a broken shoulder or collarbone fracture. Fudge. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry, though. David, Ch- David Chow, former NFL doctor, called that he just had cramps in the hamstrings late in the game. Oof. Uh, a lot of people nice. feared like something was going on. Went to the sidelines, rub one out, a little rub and tug. Loved it. Just Giant fine. style? Yeah, he said he was just fine. And he was like, see, told you. But he said he most likely suffered an AC joint sprain. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Usually takes four to six weeks to recover. But, fun fact, Kyler Murray did suffer the same injury and didn't miss a single game. And During war zone? Probably. Probably. It was on his throwing shoulder. Justin Fields was his non-throwing shoulder. Oh, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Perfect. Should he? You played right into it. So, hot take. Should he, though? I think you rest him at least a week because yeah. next week it's the Jets and their defense is fucking sneaky good. Uh, if not two weeks to fully recover because then you head into your bye. Yeah. So give him just a whole bunch of time to recover. <laughs> Love a good bye week in week 13. Gotta. Insane. The most, <laughs> the most one you need right there. Yes. That's when you need it. Yeah. But you guys, for the final four games, play Philadelphia, Buffalo, Detroit, and Minnesota. I said, and maybe this is the you hot You want to be the guys, you got to beat the guys, you know what I'm saying? And that's why maybe this is the hot take question. I think you play him. If he's fully rested, fully healthy, you don't want him to lose that momentum. Oh, no, you play him. And, yes. And you want him. But he's the guy. I agree with you. Let's sit yeah. on the Jets and yeah. then go into the bye, sit him, and then for those four games. If he's good, he's good. Yeah. You got to play him because guess what, bud? You're the fucking franchise quarterback. Well, and that's so the, no matter that's what, the you got to You play. have to have in your back pocket. Yeah. It's like, even if we win two more games coming home, we're not drafting a quarterback. Yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. take the best player on the board. Yeah. And For don't have you. to worry about it. Yeah. Yes. Because you're not going to be high enough to where it could be a quarterback and you're going to trade down. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let's play him because we're building a culture. Experience. Correct. Yeah, but if experience. not, yeah, we get a high pick and we're going to take the best player. Well, yeah. and because also earmuffs, like, this season, everybody's ready to because we're creature or habit of the moment or whatever. And he was atrocious for the first three or four weeks. I wouldn't say that. He found it and he keeps going up or at least he keeps doing what we would want him or what we expected him to do. You don't want to lose that. Yeah. You got to build on that momentum. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's where you throw him to the lion's den. But in like the most, we're not doing this to piss on you. We're doing this because we want you to see. it's not throwing them to the Lions, then. It's just saying, hey, man, finish out the season. Yeah, you're an NFL quarterback. You're the, NFL, you're you're the starting quarterback. Good teams. No. You're going to start. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not saying like you would. I fra- mean, literally, you're throwing him to the Lions, then. <laughs> He's coming to Detroit. I agree. But I'm saying you <laughs> phrase it to him like that in the sense of, hey, you're our guy. We want you to go up against the top guys. Yeah. So we're throwing you out there like we're not resting you. Like, let's fucking go. Let's try to win. Let's go to the Lions game. Yeah. I'm in. All right. Could be crazy. We used to do it. We did. Now that they're not playing on Thanksgiving, I think that was what stopped it, right? Uh, I think there was some infidelity that stopped it. (laughs) (laughs) Slight. Again, cheating, it sucks, right? It It was was just Lions fans cheating. They were rooting for Bears. Don't don't cheat on your toast and bacon. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Later. Do you want to go? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Because then I have one last one for you. Are we running the raft? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Let's do it. Raft ride. Well, raft questions here. Again, we're not splitting differences. We're not trying to be politically. It's just one side or the other. 
Yes. Uh, and this actually plays off of last week where I said in the NFC with Philly, Minnesota, Dallas, the Giants, Tampa, Seattle, and San Francisco, I said, can we just start the playoffs right now? We can't anymore. Was that a week too early? Yes. I give you the standings for where they are at now in terms of just the playoffs in the NFC. And it is actually, to my credit, those seven teams still. Yep. Yeah. But then you have However, Washington, Atlanta, and Detroit at the 8-9-10 spot. We do. And again, as much as I would like the Lions to make a huge push here, Atlanta's 5-6. and six. The Commanders are 6-5. and five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco is five and four. They're playing right now as we speak, and they're losing. So, again, everybody is just shitting on the NFC because it's wide open, which yeah. to me is fun. I, ho- a, yeah. I hope this continues to happen. Uh, I would love for Dallas and the Giants to just start battling back and forth to kind of bring the herd back. Uh, so, again, I ask you the question. Will those seven teams still be the seven teams in the NFC? Nope. One of those three aforementioned that are vying for a spot. I would argue the Commanders, football team, Washington, whatever the hell they are, so, oh, and, and your Detroit Lions are playing the better football to where they're going to make the late game run or the late season push. And somebody, I have more on it, but yeah, that's my... My thought on so you it. think the commanders take over? Well, yes. Yeah, so let me Giants? ask you this: So if they get in of those seven teams, Philly, Minnesota, Seattle, Tampa, Dallas, the Giants, San Francisco, who's out? That's where I was. I mean, I literally tried to wrap my brain around this all day, and it's it's really tough because you basically need, as a Lions fan, a lot of help from the NFC least. That's now the NFC beast because they're all foregoing, almost like the Commanders and the Falcons actually play next week. But it's like you want Washington, you want Atlanta. Like it, it's just a lose-lose almost any way you look at it. Like you just need some teams to just start fucking up. Well, you need the Commanders to win because they're six and five. They'd be seven and five, and they'd probably take over San Francisco if San Francisco loses this game. But it's one of those where when a, it's. I that. mean, somebody is going to get in with a eight nine record. I think. Sure, but what I'm saying is. Maybe in, nine and eight. In this season in particular, it doesn't bode well for you, specifically as a Lions person, because it's oh, God, no. it's so congested. Like there's just a lot of things. Like I was literally trying to like play out scenarios and looking at their schedules. And it's like the Giants play um somebody within their division twice still, like at the end of the year. Like there's I think I played Dallas yeah, this well, week and then and then Washington twice. Yeah. And then Washington has to play. I think they still have to play twice. Or yeah. So they're like, going to beat up on each other just depending yeah. on how it works out. And that's where it's like you need one of them to just start instantly fucking just turd gutter season over. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Probably because we beat them. Yeah. Turns yeah. the season around. What was so, the question? So this was talking about how your uh, Chiefs and Indians. Yeah. So my question to you is: Has there been a lack of good football? Or just a lack of really bad football? Like, we assume that we're not watching good football. Is it just because there's a lot of mediocre teams and just not really good teams? Or are we watching a lot of really bad football? And that, because I will give you a stat, there's been 163 total games played up until this point. Oh, yeah. Sports. Do you know how many games there have been where both teams scored in the 30s? Oof. I'm going to guess seven. No. (laughs) I'm going to guess 
12. 13. I fucking knew it. 7% of the if games. If you knew it, you'd have said it. <laughs> 7% of the games have had both teams in thirds. Three of those have been lying games, I said 7%. By the way. You thought I said seven <laughs> oh, games? Said no, I said 7%. Percent. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. And the more that I look at it, like, again, like when we're talking about these standings and we're thinking that, like, yes, Houston's one and eight and one, and they are a bad football team. I yeah. was watching them against the Redskins. Oh, yeah, it was tough. Because I'm the obviously commander. rooting against them as a Lions fan. I need the NFC to start doing this. They just can't move the ball. And it's tough. Yeah. There's But outside of that, I mean, there's a lot of like three and eight teams, four and seven teams that you're like, they could go on a run. They could finish seven and eight or, you know, seven and yeah. ten or eight and nine. It's like I, I just think the high end isn't as good right now. Like I don't yeah. think the football's as bad as people are saying. Ceiling's really low. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think again Kansas what, City. What's the bell curve? Everybody you else. Take yeah. out them, you take out them, everybody's right there. Yeah. Everybody's right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because last night I would argue Chargers played a really good game. Yeah. Not to say it again. Justin Herbert was throwing to almost nobody again. I mean, Keelan Allen was back, but again, not really. who knows how long is he going to be back? Yeah. I mean, he made that huge play, and then he made that fuck up play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, again, when they score with a minute 26 left, did you really think the Chiefs weren't scoring a touchdown? Right. I was asking too much time. Yeah. Especially, like... But they even said at the same time, they're like, man, you got to take off as much time as you can, but still got to score that touchdown. Yeah. And they're like, so what do you do? And you're just like, let's go with touchdown, man. Like, I thought about it. Like, do you get to the point where, you know, they were first and goal from the seven, and I think the Chiefs had all three timeouts. Do you just take two knees and try to make them take timeouts and just say, hey, we have one play on third down to score a touchdown? Yeah. Because a field goal ties it. Because you just can't score that fast. Yeah. I just think that's where coaching needs to like evolve as all things do in any sport where, yes, it's like you might think it's bonehead in the moment, but when we assumingly score because that's the whole point and that's obviously what you've drawn this third play up for is this moment right here specifically because teams scheme for specific people. So within that division especially, you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You're, you're probably assuming there's going to be some two-minute drive scenario. You're going to have – a handful of plays for this where it's like we score on this in practice seven out of 10 times. Yeah. Like it's just, it's a barn burner. Uh, you, you do that and you're going to get ostracized for it. Just like coaches get, you know, if you punt when you're supposed to try and go for it or vice versa, like, yeah, I think that's just, it's a great mindset to have when it's like, this is what you now have to do to beat Patrick Mahomes is get to the end zone or red zone and kneel. A score with zero time on the right. clock. Yeah. Or like at what you point? Score where, last. I mean, yeah. and they do have significant injuries on the defensive side of the football. Or it's like, okay, you score. Patrick Mahomes is moving now. They're on our side of the 50, and there's 40 seconds left. Yeah. I mean, at what point are you like, now just let him score so we oh, can yeah. get the ball back. Yep. Yeah. Like, no no more of this. Just let him score on third down. There's 20 seconds. Just let him into the end zone. It's very yeah. weird how many players have that awareness on them. Like, Nick Chubb's the latest one that comes to mind where because he was going to cover, and then he just runs out of bounds to, like, secure the win. But, yeah, yeah. more players should be taught to, like, have the situational awareness to know, like... He actually did the opposite. This is where you need to kill clock. He scored the touchdown, and then the Jets came back to win. No, I'm talking about when he played the Texans. This was like a year or two oh, ago. Oh, yeah. 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 Todd uh, Gurley was the first one to start it, man. Yeah. Brian Westbrook. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good. Oh, yeah, the wide open and just stopped at the one and laid down. Yeah. Jones Drew. Oh, yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, more, I think that needs to be taught almost more than anything. Cause I just, I think, for, though, from a team standpoint, like, how would you feel as a defense if all of a sudden the Chiefs are on the 45 yard line with 50 seconds left and, they and you just you, let them score? Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, because you guys just can't keep them out of the end zone. Yeah. Well, and I think there's been enough scenarios, albeit like 
anything can happen in football. Minnesota and Buffalo is a great example. Does Josh Allen line up really fucking weird sometimes under center where he has like, he's so big and his legs like cock back and it's weird and he fumbles it. And yes, but those types of plays are, are rare. How dare you? <laughs> but they happen. And that's where I think you have to let your defense play. Like there's still a chance to do something. Yeah. I just get rid of prevent defense. You're not preventing anything. A win. <laughs> yeah right yeah. for a, you that's a, yeah that's what you're I'm saying you're your preventing yourself from winning you're preventing your you own need to, win yeah, I would argue that's where you like do sneaky just your same game plan I blitz all blitz day, y- yeah like blitz all oh, night night yeah. like it just yeah so alright yes next one here so the Las Vegas Raiders they are currently sitting at three and seven yeah they have the fourth overall draft pick I don't think it's out of anybody's conversation to know that. I don't think the regime really loves Carr car, yeah. Yeah. behind center. So my question to you is, if you are a team that is in a potential win-now scenario, because I don't think the Raiders are going to win that many games. No. So say they have a top-five pick. Are you okay trading for Carr in a win-now scenario? So... In this specific one, and I get some of the the cap hit might change, but I think that the ideal scenario, especially because surprisingly, I don't think they're going to get a high pick. If you're the Jets, do you send a first round pick to the va- to the Raiders and say, "Give me Carr"? Does that change the trajectory of the New York Jets? There's going to be a lot of fun quarterback movement, I think. Yeah, and that's a good one because you're winning right there. You have. Zach Wilson, that's like absolute shit. That was your guy. And how you thought an 18 year old because he that is, just wants to bang moms was your guy because he is the me. seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now. Now, again, Zach Wilson's still on a rookie deal. Yeah, I think he has two more years left. But at some point, you have to think that you're going to pay the piper for your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just do that now and say, hey, he's a, he's the guy that can get us. I mean, their defense is top five. This season yeah. is one of those where. Granted, Bryce or Brees Hall went down. If he doesn't go down and they see what they have here as the potential, Zach Wilson is their Achilles heel by a mile. Yeah. You ditch him and you go to the win now mentality that we talk about that I actually hate, but it's like give them, you know, give up the farm, whatever you have to do. But yeah, just look. So here's the thing that I've never understood where didn't John Gruden also hate Derek Carr? Probably. So I don't know what's wrong, I guess, there about it because. From a stat perspective, since 2018, he's thrown for over 4,000 yards every season. He's on pace to do probably the same this year. And he's had over 20 touchdowns in three of those four years. Like, it's not outlandish to be like, well, you can clearly throw the ball. Yeah, and it's not on him. He's not blowing 18-point leads. He's not. (laughs) Touche. Yeah, but it's like, at the same time, you still got to score points. So, like, what happened? What stagnates your offense so bad? Is it the coaching? Is it the offensive coordinator? Like, I'm, I don't watch Raiders games, so I don't know. Well, and that's what I – I don't watch any of the games, so I don't know how they No, their offense moves the season. ball. There, There isn't a bigger discrepancy between units than there is in Vegas between the offense and the defense. Yeah. They have X amount of millions of dollars over here, nothing over here, and the talent disparity shows that. They, For, they score in every game. Yeah. They just – they can't play defense. Because for a minute there, it was like you have the ACDC thing going on where it's just Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. You have Josh Jacobs. Like he proved it. 
he's proven through certain you know times where he's the guy. Like Josh he, Jacobs, he's a bell cow. Yeah. Can be. I mean, he was good, then he was bad, and then he now he's. Yeah. He was all right last year. Now he's just fucking bad. And I'm like, what happened? Like, where where did we lose you guys? You had Darren Waller who decided to get like fucking sober, went to rehab, and like blossomed into the best tight end, which now he's just injury prone. But I'm like, your offense right there was like ready. Yeah. Why did you blow it up? I guess blowing it up is literally just getting rid of Amari Cooper. But I'm like, still, I just I don't get it. No, they. I mean, I again, know, they they move the ball. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand why he's gotten the rap that he has. Yeah. Like, is he Mahomes? No. No. But, I mean. He's also better than Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Uh, a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, you can start yeah. rattling them off where it's like any team would right. be thrilled to have a quarterback yeah. that throws the so ball. So, I think the Jets are, again, for where they're going to finish, the draft pick that they would send, like, I think it's a prime spot. Uh, the other one, again, especially because he's coming up on his rookie deal. If they make the playoffs, I think they're gonna, you know, be like a one and done. Would you send a first round pick to Vegas if you're the Giants? Yes. Yeah. I think. Do you feel like Derek Carr get like that's your guy, or would you rather go back to the draft, play out one more year with Daniel Jones? Like, do you see Derek Carr making you a Super Bowl contender if you're the Giants? Because I think that's the only way you make the trade. If you're giving up a first-round pick... You see how the rest of this year plays out, and if it wasn't just them, again, getting the the Minnesota, you know, treatment of, like, everything went their way to be 7-2, yeah. and two, now 7-3 and because your Lions beat them. Um, I Because I predict that they're going to go on a tailslide. Like, one of those teams is set yeah. to I just... I mean, it's like... But it's also, like, who is he going to throw it to? Right, and that's where I was thinking too. So I'm like, you go back and to the draft. And that's like, do you invest that much in a quarterback? Where it's like, hey, we don't have a ton of pieces except I for mean, Barkley. Do you trade for Derek Carr and then hope Odell comes back. New York, because nah, he's, he's going to be like sneaky, like 35 or something. I think this is the most fun one because there's already controversy around this guy. They make almost the same amount of money. Derek Carr's cap hit is 40 million. This guy's is is literally 40 as well. If they somehow don't make the playoffs or lose in the first round. Would you trade Derek Carr for Dak Prescott straight up? If I'm Dallas? Yes. No. If I'm the Raiders, 100%. Straight up. I don't up, do it if I'm Jerry Jones, no. Straight up, I would say, yeah, it's just a lose-lose, it feels like. It's like you're swapping the same thing. Yeah. So you might as well just stay put. You're swapping fours. Yeah. Like, let's just. See, I feel like. I think Dak's I, better than Derek Carr. See, I me. feel like if I'm Dallas, I make it only because. Dak had an ability to like run and he just doesn't do it. Yeah. And when they get super pass heavy is when they lose. And I just think Derek Carr's a better passer than Dak. So if you're taking out the legs part of it, give me Carr. I mean, if it's, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, if it's straight up, I get it. But again, I think it's. I just, mean, they make the same amount of money. The saying yeah. the lesser of two evils doesn't feel right there, but it's like you're just, hey, do you want to go to the, like, the playoffs maybe and then lose in like, the first or second round? Yeah. But then it's like you're trading for an older quarterback. To do the same thing. To do the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to potentially go if like you're Dallas, 11 and 6 or 12 and 5, but you're just going to lose. Like it just, but it I think smells in that trade, like I would, if I'm the Raiders, I would send you Derek Carr and like a fourth for Dak. I wouldn't do it straight up. Like, I would think that the Cowboys would want something else. Yeah, because you're sending arguably the better player. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Okay. You get it. Uh, I'm going to get you with two stats here because, again, 
Stats are tight. Stats are tight. The rest not next over. gen ones. Though. I'm over. Not those. next gen. Dude. I hate those. No, just because we do it every year or every week. So there were 13 games. How many 300 yard passers were there? Ooh. This week there were sneaky uh, a decent amount. I will uh, say last week there were three. This week there was, I want to say five or six. Which one are you going to say? Six. Okay. I think it was on the higher end. 13 games, 26 cornerbacks, seven. There were six. Nice. I fucking knew it. Yeah, there, it was weird. Like It's been the most since five weeks. And like really? weird yeah. people had it too. Like Daniel Jones had one. Oh, Daniel, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, like it, it just was, it, it was did, weird. didn't make a lot of sense. I was trying yeah. to look up how many of them won. But then I think it instantly got debunked when I got to Daniel Jones. So I was like, I'm done looking at that. But no, that that's been my point. Yeah, like, they like don't if you win. throw for 300 yards, if you're not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Tua, like you're not winning. Yeah, yeah. you lose. Yeah, so like it's, it's and it's insane. Like it goes back to like, are we watching bad football? Is just this the new football? Yeah. No, I think I still think it's a staple, man. Like it's just who lost that threw for 300 besides Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. I uh, mean Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. This week. That one's sneaky. You want to know the Daniel weirdest Jones. thing about that game is I watched it and it was, I don't want, I don't even know how to describe oh, it. Oh, this week they went four and two. Cleveland came out ready to punch. Yeah. Amari Cooper drove down the field. Amari touched down. I mean, I'm Derek like, Carr at 307 and they went in overtime. So, and I was like, oh shit, like this is insane because I think I took Jacoby's under of like, I think 249, I think. Yeah, or like 225. That weird number they always put it at when it's like a mediocre quarterback. He just came out and just wanted to fire the pigskin everywhere. And it looked Playing like... Playing in that dome, dude, you play faster. But it was literally 10 to, I want to say, 3 for the longest time. Yeah. And then you blinked, and it went into halftime at either 13 or 16 to 10. And it was like Bills just... Like, Cleveland just didn't want to win. Well, that was when yeah. the Nick Wright tweet happened. Was it? Oh, yeah. He said something about the Bills, like, "Oh, they're off to a great start." Yeah, and and it was just literally one of those because he didn't tweet anything after that. Actually, yeah, they shot back to the game quite he a lot, it. but it was like big fan though. Nick, come on the pod. Buffalo played pretty sloppy, and all things considered, like it wasn't a great game by them. But I'm like, you guys still won by a lot because Cleveland got a garbage touchdown at the end to make it look close, but it was like 23 to 31. But it was Buffalo's game for basically the. At very end of the first half, all the way to the rest. Yeah, and Cleveland could have question. Cleveland could have won it by a mile. Yeah, yeah. I was so pissed. Uh, and then this is just a fun one because it's uh, personal to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> my boy Hutch, <laughs> I have something on him. Uh, he has more interceptions than yeah. Sauce Gardner, <laughs> and he has more sacks than Kayvon Thibodeau and Trevon Walker. Is so, is he a better cornerback? <laughs> Let's uh. Let's stop hating on my team for taking him second overall. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I would agree. He's getting better every week. Yes. Scary. He is. He is very good. Um, God. So I have one more. I just have to. Michael Parson wins it this year. Is Hutch the favorite next year? No. The no. rookie to the favorite? I don't think so. I think it's uh, Parsons is going to be the favorite for a long time. He's yeah. so, so good. I think he's sneaky. He's got really hurt, good. though. But. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. If I mean, if he stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah, if he's not hurt. Uh, I think Hutch is third year. I think he'll make a jump next year, but I think his third year is when he's going to be like, TJ Waddy. Oh, yeah. I could see it. He's bigger, I think. Like, I think he's... <laughs> I'd have to look at A little, uh, little optimistic <laughs> yeah. there, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have to look it up. Okay. So this one is the uh, 
man, you guys are great. Man, I'm serious, man. This is the Dan Campbell. This is the Detroit Lions segment. So I put, I love Dan Campbell, maybe my favorite coach currently. We were talking about it randomly last night, and I think maybe Mike McDaniels is the next one just because he says like funny, witty shit that you're like, this is what you should just be like. Like, I don't know why you guys give these weird professional answers. It's just annoying and dumb. Um, but he really does say the word man a lot. Like I, I would argue Plank or, clip. well, so I would I'm beg, kidding, don't. Okay, <laughs> right? I, I would tell anybody, go try to like, go to the lions, like Instagram page or, you know, Google it, whatever, like his speeches, even hard knocks. Like he's just, that's his word. It's like one of those where if you gave it to an English teacher, they'd be like, Dan, great, great fucking story. However, you use this word 76 times. Yeah. Maybe does. replace it. Man and man. It's like, um, 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 yeah. Man. Man, man. But I put, uh, yeah, Detroit's on a three-game winning streak, the longest active one in the NFC currently, and the first since 2017, which I believe would be Stafford days. It is. Uh, Hutch had an interception, second on the season, most for a Ryan's rookie defensive lineman. And I actually looked it up. Honestly, could be considered the most in the modern-day era. So do you want to guess who has the record for most interceptions by a lineman? J.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. I have no fucking clue because it was... Uh, There's no stat. <laughs> no, the record's four, and it was done by five guys from the 1950s. Oh, nice. Don't even want to know how football Shout was played back then. No. Um, and then I said... Uh, hard. It was played hard. <laughs> yes. No, I just... Especially because they probably had four passes thrown, so they yeah. are picking them off at a high rate. I just think it's played slow. The quarterbacks are just like these weird guys with noodle arms. I don't know. But Yeah, but th- that's the thing. They're only passing eight times a game. And for you to get four, it's pretty well, good. Eight times sixteen, or however many they played back. But people then. are throwing it sixty times a game now. Oh yeah. yeah, we'll get better. But I mean, I don't think. Do you get what we're saying? Yes. <laughs> okay. Tougher back then, but I just think yeah. the level of play was just atrocious. Like we could do that. Nope. I would almost want to go. I I can't wait for time travel. <laughs> so, but you get fucking cracked. That offensive and that dude will go fucking work the docks you. the next day. No, that dude will fucking crack your shit and then go work the docks. The <laughs> yeah, next day. you have no trust. He was in your, a man. No trust in your boys. Uh, I put here. <laughs> what's that smell? It smells like Updog. No, that's the playoffs. <laughs> Currently, they are plus eight hundred on DraftKings. Oh, talk dirty, buddy. Sitting in the ten spot in the NFC behind Washington and Atlanta, like we talked about before. Uh, it really does start to hurt your head playing out the scenarios because Atlanta and Washington play each other next week. Washington and the New York Giants play twice to close out the season um, within their final few games. And I was like, it just feels like you're going to need a lot of help from one or two teams to just absolutely fall apart. Yeah. Like well, it's just, well, the it's, other side of it, too, is we have to win the, all the games. Yeah. So you also have to win. Yeah. No, so say, would, say we, teams have to lose, you have to win. Yeah, I mean, even if you pencil in the loss to Buffalo on, on Thanksgiving yeah. and you run the table... That's still ten and seven. Yeah, that's a chance. That's a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, but I guess it's to your argument, to your point. It's so congested up top between. There's going like to be yes. There's going to be some weird teams that have seven wins might end with ten. Well, yeah. and there's just going to be and teams with four might end with ten. I just think the NFC <laughs> maybe nobody's looked into the AFC the same way. It could be the same. I don't know. The NFC shaping up to be like week eighteen is going to be one of those like every game is going to matter. Whether who wins or who loses. Yeah. And it's going to get weird. Yeah. And I'm excited. The Lions play the Packers. What? In week 18. Oh, yeah, I already told you. I'm taking, the, I'm taking the Lions. Yes. I already told you that. I know. If it was in, Green, or if it was in Detroit, I'd go. No, I'm taking the Packers. Or I'm taking the Lions. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got. That's uh, the Dan Campbell man. You guys are man. great. Man. 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 Top three, bottom three. Yes.
You guys start. I got pee. Uh, so again, for me, the top three, honestly, didn't change much. Um, I had Kansas City anointed two weeks ago. They're still the top. Mm-hmm. I think they put a little distance. Yeah. Uh, this one actually kind of hurt a little bit. I kept them at two. It's Philly. They got. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're the worst nine and one team ever. <laughs> I don't know how many teams are there, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't kind of rooting for them to lose to the Colts. <laughs> I I just wanted it to happen two weeks in a row. Um, and again, coming off of a loss, I would say they took care of business at home, even though it was a neutral site. It's Buffalo. Yeah, they got hit in the mouth. They came back, and again, that loss to Minnesota. It it didn't change my opinion of them. Yeah. Justin Jefferson caught a crazy pass on fourth and eighteen. If that doesn't happen, the last two weeks don't happen. Yeah. Nobody's talking about Minnesota in the light that they were. No one's having questions about Buffalo. They started off weird. They ended up, like you said, running off twenty in a row against Cleveland. Yeah. The game was never in a doubt. Perfect. So they're still in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, same. Number one. Like you said, they're the Chiefs. Everybody else is Indians. Bingo. They're number one. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, number one. Yeah. Excited to see what Kadarius Tony does. That <laughs> he, guy's just shifty, dude. He's he a very uh, he what, is a, utility knife. Name? Oh, Percy Harvin? No. Um, Hall. Who was the Hall, yeah. Yes. Dante, Dante Hall? Hall. Dante Hall. Yeah. The joystick. The joystick, yeah. Dante he Hall. He is that. And he's just back there, reincarnated, baby. And I'm like, all Te- right. Teeny I'm tiny. here for it. Teeny tiny Tony. And then again. Philadelphia Eagles fly, Eagles fly, baby. Number two. I don't know if I can call it that. Got hit with that adversity. Bounced back from a loss. I guess. That's okay. You were losing the whole game. You found a way. And then you find a way. I guess. You find a way to put it in. Adverse. That's what she said. Adversity. Adversity. Got some of that adversity that Travis said you needed. Yeah. You got it in drones now. It honestly felt like, again, Vegas wanted something to happen. And Philly, f- at least, was able to be, like, all on board and say, we're not going to let it happen. Well, I think Vegas was like, hey, man, Colts got to cover. Yeah. And you got to win, baby. That's all it is. Oh. So, just the classic, like, So, it's like, yeah, you sides. still say no 9-1 and one and we still win. Yeah. Trash. And then, again, same as Skur, third, Bills, they're back. Bills, <laughs> back. Now, I don't know if playing on a neutral site is fair, but... I know. I was kind of curious about that too, where I'm like, that but it's y- the fairest that you could go, I guess. I guess from a, it's the degen like betting aspect of it, where I'm like, this just changes a lot of IDs or IDs ideologies for a lot of players yeah. and the props and everything. I'm like, I just I don't know. Had it been two feet of snow, I'd have loved to see that game. Yeah, I'd love to see that game in two feet of snow. Six feet, even six better. Feet. <laughs> I marry it at six feet. Yeah, like that under was such a lock at six feet. <laughs> but really though, it's one of those like. Does it kind of prove the point or force the question of like, so why do we not just all play in domes? Yeah. With grass? Because like, it's not real football. Well, yeah, but I'm like, y- you arguably could have had one of the craziest spectacles ever. Like we were talking about a little bit at work. I think you keep it in Buffalo. The fans are just diehards. They're loyal. I don't think they make it to well, that, that game. And that's dude. the thing. Yeah. I don't think it was that people weren't going to go to the game. It's that they couldn't go to the game. They couldn't get out of their house. Well, there's a will, there's a way. But nah, dude. You, six feet of snow? I would have loved. Bro, not six feet of snow. Oh, everybody yeah. there would have wanted to play the game. Because oh, they just for couldn't sure. have done it. So then at that point, I mean, now we're just getting off onto a tailspin. But it's like, 
how do you then clear it out? I literally was thinking that as a city, like, what do you do? You just shut down for a week, yeah. wait for it to some of it to melt, yeah. and then you're able to get out there? Well, the governor came out and was like, there's no more place to put the snow. Like, it was just hard to get around for, like, emergency vehicles. So, yeah. But you know it's the fucking river. <laughs> but you know <laughs> it's one of those where... hosted a football game. But jobs places are like, I still got to see on Monday. And it's like, what? We're working like, from home, baby. Can't see the building. Yeah. Like, what, what do you want us to do? But, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's my top three. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Yeah, I'm just going to retweet it because it's, it's the same. Again, I, I almost want to say it now, say it early before everybody's... It just becomes the, like... Can't believe nobody's been talking about this. And it's like, this is Kansas City's Super Bowl to lose. Like, why anybody thought different? Why we thought Tyree Kill going somewhere else and Patrick Mahomes being a generational talent? Realizing when you pull the, again, the layers back, Travis Kelsey is a generational, arguably best player. Like, two of the best to ever play the game at their positions are on the same team. I mean, we don't know if Patrick Mahomes is that good. But, <laughs> but. I, I mean, again, I'm not... I'm not counting out Buffalo. Oh, yes, they're either. going through a little wool. And again, Kansas Adversity, City, as some people call it. Kansas City be has had it. this the last two years where it's like they had that four-game stretch where they're losing, they're not covering spreads. They're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And it's like Kansas City has three different seasons. It's always Mahomes MVP, what's happening to the team? Oh, they're running into shape. But we're giving them better we the doubt. We anointed Mahomes too soon. Because we're, they're the champions. Buffalo's just kind of going through that right now. And if you tell me Josh Allen just, again, he has to prove it, but he already went into Arrowhead earlier and won. Yeah. Granted, it was a regular season, but don't tell me the Chiefs didn't want to win that game. Everybody wants to win so, that game. So here's you're going to give me one game. I, I'm not going to say that the Buffalo can't win. No, here's the thing with the Chiefs because I like what you said, but I think with the Chiefs now, it it just further solidifies why they are who they are and how great they are. It's the they they go through their season goes through these ups and downs, these highs and lows, whatever. They're figuring it out in the game like they're not letting it happen over stretches of weeks they're just like oh shit we're sucking right now and then they just figure it out and fucking win like they're they're not letting it go too far like literally outside of one game i think it's just great coaching that's andy reed baby i love it well that's i think on a it's a stash that's a stash on a on a smaller level so not in like in the totality of what they've accomplished i do think it's uh modern day brady manning i think one he, he's he's conquered the mountaintop, he has the championship. Josh Allen's like, oh, he's just this regular season quarterback. He goes to the playoffs, and yeah. he hasn't laid an egg. I mean, he played a perfect game in Kansas City and gave his defense 13 seconds, and they couldn't fucking hold on to it. So, like, he did his job. Yeah. But it's going to be like, until he wins, like, oh, you're just you're yeah. the, you're Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I would take Peyton Manning in any football game Not he played Not bad in. company. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah. Shoot for the moon, you land with the stars, you know what I'm saying? Boom. <laughs> Retweet, yeah. Let's get to the fun stuff. The bottom three. The bottom three. The bottom. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to start. All right. So for me. Yeah. Uh, let's ride. Broncos country. God, they're bad. They're not good. And again, you've seen every stat. <laughs> Same thing would hold true. Do, if, the, do the toilet one. <laughs> well, if they, would just add, if they would just average 18 points on yeah. offense, they'd be 9-1. But do the That's toilet analogy. Say. Which one's that? With his bathrooms. Oh, I, saw, I showed him that video. Yeah, do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> Russell Wilson has seven total touchdowns. Uh, him and Sierra's house has 12 total bathrooms. So people are saying that the bathrooms are going to win the, the year stat, which is just improbable yeah, that's for nuts. a quarter of a billion dollar quarterback. I love it, dude. Man. 
And the best thing about that guy is he's so deadpan when he's saying that video. It's like good. he is just a lifelong Broncos fan that is just yeah. miserable. It's so good. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, so my number two. This is a product of injuries. Product of the roster. Number thirty-one. Thirty-one. <laughs> it's it's the Rams. Uh, Stafford got hurt too, and they're just they're bad. Yeah. I mean, and credit to Matt and even I guess the Rams for trying to win that game because he came in. They were throwing dimes. They were down a field goal in the third quarter when he got hurt, got fucking just smashed in the end zone. The backup quarterback came out or came in, and then, I mean, I think the Saints scored 17 straight points. Yeah. Got a little nasty there. Yeah. They're just, they're not going to win a lot of games. I don't mind it because the Lions have the Rams pick. So good for us. Yeah. And as I alluded to earlier, it's just Houston. Uh, I want to root for him. I love Pierce. He's on my fantasy team. He runs hard. They just can't move the ball. Yeah. And their defense isn't great. They're they need an overhaul there. They're your thirty two. They are my thirty two. Okay, because you started at thirty three. Okay, yeah, got it. Uh, my bottom three at thirty. I have the. I had to switch it as the Carolina Panthers. Same. I have them at thirty. They're not good. That was a miserable game. I didn't watch bad. anything of it. God, I was just watching bad. the ticker, and I was just like, what the fuck are the Ravens doing? Because like, my phone was blowing up like, Lamar Jackson in the red zone, Lamar Jackson in no. the red zone. It was 3-3 three to three like, what for what fuck? felt like six quarters. Oh, that game yeah. was way closer than the final score. Yeah. 13-3? Oh, yeah. to three? Yeah. And it was just like, that was the entire game. It was 3-3 three to three the whole time. Yeah. And I was just like, what is going on right now? Yeah. Hot garbage. Yeah. Hot. Um, 31. 31 with the Cooper Cup injury. And the Matt Stafford concussion protocol, yeah. you got to put him at 30. Yeah. I had him at 30. Both the Cooper Cup being out, You're they done. dropped. And then now Matt Stafford, I'm like, oh, yeah. Bring him down. Well, there it is, baby. Well, so then here's the crazy maybe argument or like debate. Do you just basically say like, hey, Matt, thanks for coming here. Yes. Like one and done. Like, we'll see you. No, you'll come back next year. Like, the I would replay him, but it's like we're going to shut you down. Well, no, because like for the rest of this year, shut yes, him down. like, but is rehab your is elbow? Stafford getting sneaky old, like it's kind of getting to he's that. Thirty-five. Uh, he'll well, he not, would be thirty-five next year. So it's not too bad, I guess. Like, Trade for Derek Carr. <laughs> would you? I if I'm a Ram, he's your guy. What if they're gonna give me a? What pick are they giving me? Is it straight up? No they're giving you Derek Carr, the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, if I shut Stafford down now and let him. For the whole heal up, then no. But like, if you're gonna give me Derek Carr and a pick, probably. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Nice. Because I'm a good GM. Uh, yeah. Last and least, the Tehens. Yeah. That's the Texans, man. They're bad. Yeah. Can't win football games. Can't be good. It's that simple. I, the, as soon as they threw a pick six to start the game, I was like, this is why you're yep. one seven and one. I was yep. like, okay, I get it now. Like, yeah. Davis Mills. And you knew it was over. That was the point. Yeah. Once they threw that, you knew they were losing. So you did know that there was one game that was quicker than the Minnesota Vikings. That was going to outcome. Yeah, too How the outcome was going to go. Because it was one of those two. Yeah, you're you're watching it, and you're like, the only way you have a chance is if you score first, and the momentum feels like it's on your side. Yeah. But as soon as you go down, it's just you're done. But, okay, my bottom three. Carolina is 30th, like you had mentioned. Uh, I just – I don't know what they're doing. Kind of goes back to like the original point of the season where, for whatever reason, Skur wanted to anoint them as this is sneaky dark horse playoff team, and they're just ass. Um, I was a Baker Mayfield revenge year, dude. I did. Yeah. Honestly, just that first game though against the Browns, I thought it was a revenge game. Yeah. No. Uh, and win some, you lose some, man. Yeah, Houston, dude. we talked about it. Hot takes pot. <laughs> yeah, it's just 
Name me anybody aside from Damian Pierce and then Brandon Cooks who doesn't even want to be there. I Nico Collins, baby. It's just it's tough. Davis Mills. And then Brevin Jordan. It is OJ the Howard. <laughs> OJ Howard. Yeah, I forgot he went there. Uh Denver Damn. Broncos. Ooh, Denver Broncos last. So they're dead last to me. And I almost want this to be like I don't know, not a segment of point, but I it cannot go unnoticed as much as it has been for how many ESPNs, Fox Sports, you name it, these five-star big wigs got paid to be like, they're Super Bowl bound. <laughs> the Denver Broncos were one guy away, and they got their guy. Yeah. And it's like, you got a guy. I don't know who he is, but he's fucking terrible. And then the whole thing came out. Obviously, the high knees on the plane, like all this weird just fucking like, there's no way you got voted as the best player ever because nobody likes you. Like, it's just apparent. The new thing now that came out is apparently he's quote unquote like so confused. His audibles are Seattle audibles and not Denver audibles. So he like doesn't even know where he's at. It happens, man. Happens, dude. Altitude's high there. That is dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. When yeah. you're calling podcaster. Yeah. I mean, you lose Javante Williams, Jared Judy. And again, two number one m- offensive weapons. Paint me the martyr. I don't give an absolute trade, fuck. Their offense Chubb. was not poised to be good now that they got russell i mean on paper it was no it was not yes, it and was. that will be one of my maybe hottest takes whatever we i mean let's be honest here the lions draft a wide receiver that has a torn acl so he hasn't played yet yeah. so i know about losing talent <laughs> well but that's what i'm saying it's like everybody all of a sudden was like oh dude russ is gonna plug and play he's gonna be sick it's like no i mean no on paper they should have been much better <laughs> yeah on sure. paper yes. sure there was a reason to have I wouldn't even say optimism, but I would say like hype in yeah. Denver before the season started. And this is why this is these takes are happening because it is crazy. Nobody saw this coming. I did. You did not see them. Get out this of here. I will bad. literally run it back and find it because I said from Check the, the tape. I did. I, I will. From the very beginning, I said I do not understand this Denver hype. From the very beginning. Just because you don't understand the hype doesn't mean you're going to say that they're this They're going to be three and seven. <laughs> I, yeah. I'll run it back. But I'm pretty sure I was pretty heavy on it. So. Buddy, your notes are right there. What did you pick them at? I didn't write it down. Oh, how convenient. Yeah. This fucking guy. I get but, it in. Yeah, I just... Would you do Russell... Offspringers? Wil- <laughs> write it in. Russell Wilson for Derek Carr? No. I mean, if I'm the Broncos, probably. <laughs> I'm in the Broncos, yes. Yeah. I'm not taking it's Carr a, if I'm Vegas. Are just you just making me? sure. Yeah. All right. Pick time. Let's make some money. Let's make some money, guys. Why don't you recap me? Where are we at? Couldn't be more thrilled to be in dead last. Uh, it is currently... Actually, I think you're tied because you have the, you have a tie, right? Oh, touche. So we're sitting at 17 and 15 and 1 as a whole, as a pod. This pod is making you money, and that is the goal. <laughs> Again, Dutt last year, I think, was like 13 and 3 or something. I don't think it was that good. You're 7 and 3 now. <laughs> uh, Scurry, you're 5 and 6. You know it. I am four, six, and one. It's just... Oh, you are in dead last. Yeah, it's tough. This it's is a, the last week for me. Under 500. It's a bad beat. I love it. I mean, if somebody's going to pick, you know, the one, I'm glad I picked it and was just like, hey, guys, stay away from me. Like, if you're going to lose, I'd rather just lose insanely badly. Oh, I totally agree. The worst thing is yeah. having hope. Yeah. As a fan, you like it, but like as a better, you're like, you just take my money now so I can go into something different. You knew as soon as it happened and you're like, pivot, time to pivot. 100%. Let's I'm go start put that money somewhere else. Live line, live line. <laughs> bet, bet the other way, bet the other way, bet the other way. Yeah. Cowboys by a million. So. That being said, what are you going to do now? You have to pivot. Where are you going? I am going to pivot. 
Pivot. Pivot. Pivot. There's a couple, obviously. Friends reference. A couple out there, obviously. I mean, there are some turd bowls. And shout out to you for picking a turd bowl game and it just being a walk-off in OT. Because I think you literally said, like, it's just going to be Derek Carr. Somebody De- has to win the game. Somebody's got to yeah. win it, baby. Devontae Adams, like, somebody's going to do it. I think what you do here is you go. And you win the game. You take a road team and you just you pray that the home team is not as advertised. They just they've never shown up like we assumed they were in the early weeks. Um and it is Baltimore minus four going to Jacksonville. I love it. I honestly love it. Yeah. I think Jacksonville Should I take the Jags plus four out of my picks? <laughs> Ooh, a head to header? No. So, I, hey, we gotta win. Hey, we gotta win these boys' money. Yeah, I just think it's one of those That's guaranteed money right there. <laughs> Baltimore, all things considered, from that weird game in Carolina, technically, I think they covered against them, right? Like, wasn't the spread only like seven and a half or eight or something? Yeah. For which one? This is a kitchen. Carolina, this is a kitchen Baltimore? sink game for Jacksonville. Yeah, it was twelve and a half. Everything's yeah. oh, coming was out. It? Yeah. Jesus, I, I think it got up to thirteen and a half. Oh, it was big. Thirteen but it was and a half. And a half. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. But I think Baltimore is a good football team. They're going to go to the playoffs, and I think Jacksonville sniffed what being potentially good was like. And then they decided to throw it all away. And they're like, nah, not for us. Yeah. So I was like, give me, give me Lamar. You're going to win by a touchdown. Lawrence coming out party. Jacksonville doesn't have it. I think. Yeah. Then they lose the following week. Shut up. Okay. They play Detroit two weeks. <laughs> all right. Pick it. Um, and again, I'm one game below 500. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more ready. <laughs> yes, I Love am. It. Uh, this is a Thanksgiving pick. This is. 40% heart, 60% what you should do. Detroit Lions plus nine. It's the Detroit Lions plus nine. That's a lot of points. I got nine and a half on FanDuel. Yeah. I'll and, give you the nine. Again, I'll give you the hook, baby. And it's like what I talked about plus earlier. Nine. What that hook going to be. Have What's we up? seen just very small amounts of really elite football, and that's what we're getting, or have we seen a lot of bad football? I don't think we are. I don't think at this point. I mean, the Bills have played some close games over the last couple weeks. Yeah. Nine points is a lot. Nine points. For a team that yeah. scores a lot of points at home. Would I love for the Lions to win this game? Absolutely. But they're going to score. Could it be be 31-24? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a cover. And that's 500. uh, What's the uh, Coach Carter saying with with this where it works? He's like, now I know y'all are a little afraid because we didn't uh, practice on our offense this week. But what did we do? Run? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you think we want you to do out there? Run? Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. So if there's one thing Detroit knows how to do, it's score. Man doesn't man doesn't mean they have to score more than the other team. Just score enough to keep it close. Yeah, Lions plus nine <laughs> for five hundred outright. <laughs> Here's what I don't like about that. <laughs> I love it. Just Why do you think the Bills moved to Detroit last week? They know the land. That's their house now, dude. They oh. went home. They went home. That's what I don't understand. Buffalo Bills yeah. played in Detroit last week. Right, but I'm saying, like, how do you not just stay there? Like, they went back to Buffalo. Oh. That's an insane thing that, like, you think you should just think about, and I don't. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Maybe it's your family, Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday, but you're not, yeah. not going to be with them on the game. You got to go to Detroit. I say fuck that. <laughs> I think, God, I am going to take, going to ride the hot hand of, of or the hot legs of King Henry. Ooh. That was the other one I was looking at. He's good. He runs the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody, myself included, believe in Cincinnati. What's the uh, what's the old mixing stats? That was bad. 
He's potentially out, and then Jamar is still probably out, I think. Oh, sure. Man, those are both uh, out, and they're still one-and-a-half-point favorites. How much do they not respect Tennessee? Oh, we're backing out the pick. Or <laughs> this is the process. Dude, trust the process. <laughs> Every time, seven and three. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, I, I hate it, but I love it. Yeah. And it's just. Well, once it gets to three and seven, I'm not allowing it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm changing it. We're flipping the script. Whoa! Here we go. Coming off the bye week. Smart. Miami. <laughs> Juno. Juno Gino at home <laughs> against the Raiders. Seattle. We took the Raiders. They yeah. did what they needed to do. Yep. And now I'm over you. Now we're over you. Okay. And I'm taking Seattle. Minus. Seattle. Two, minus three and a half. Three and a half. Look at that. Yeah. The hooky. Uh-oh. Let's Guys, bet responsible. Bet with the pod. So far, you'll be up money. Love yeah. to see it. Love to see it. Individual, don't put it in a parlay, obviously. God, no. <laughs> it's only happened once. Last, last thing, because we're basically done, right? Yeah. I came up with a new betting strategy. Okay. Love it. Put in an insane parlay. Yep. Always uh, have to. Have to. Lotto. 19 legs. Ta- <laughs> take <laughs> any and all legs that you want. Bust it up. My new strategy now every week. Dutt and I were kind of formulating something, I think, without even knowing it. Fall in love with something. Marry one bet. Yeah. I married Justin Fields anytime touchdown score. I got married. Hammered it. Loved it. Scored. Awesome. I then took two teams, money line parlays. That didn't hit. <laughs> Neither did mine. Did you see my bet? Uh-uh. I put it in the group. I mean, that group that we created. Oh, but, did you? So whatever you bet now, Both just automatically goes Just shows there? there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Chiefs Bears. Loved it. Uh, if it wasn't for, there was some kind of shenanigans that happened at the end of the game, but yeah. the bears had a chance and they were up 17, seven at one point. So I was feeling good about it. Um, and then it's just taking out of the parlay, uh, two to four legs and just betting one, like betting on one team. Yeah. So it's like, it, it'll work. Sure. It'll play out. It's basically the best strategy of a parlay, which is the worst strategy is just kiss it. Kiss it. Keep it. Keep it simple. Yeah, just don't do the seventeen legger. Do a three legger. Yeah, and also bet individually. And yeah, then also sprinkle in some props. Yeah, you just get two, three props you love. Take the paycheck, <laughs> light it on fire, basically, <laughs> and then log into your DraftKings account yeah, and see if there's any all. money. Yeah, yeah. Episode seventy nine. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Fine right. wine. That's called a winning streak. Let's do it. Done. <laughs>